Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is writer Sarah Wood. We love Sarah. There's so much to talk about. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener funded and woman run. Visit patreon.com slash start me up to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back to the show, Sarah. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course. Well, you know, it's funny and I'm grateful that you were available last minute. You're, I try to save you for that sometimes because sometimes <laughs> I get a, you know, a cancellation, but I had it in my head. I'm going to be talking with Travis Bone for those of you Stephanie Miller fans out there. Travis is going to be on my show next Tuesday, but I kept thinking it was this Tuesday and then I went to go confirm and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I don't have anyone for tomorrow. So I called you and you're like, yes, I can do it. And you, you said you have a lot to say, which which I'm really glad because as I said in my patrons only show, I'm practically brain dead today. I've, I were I, just for the people who don't listen to my Patreon, my Patreon, it's called what's up. Um, I just, I've been trying to lose weight and I fucking overdid it with workouts and stuff last week. So I, I really exhausted my body to the point of, I, I can't even move today. <laughs> I just, I'm just not even going to move at all. So anyway, there's that. So I just want to hear, first of all, how are you doing, Sarah? <laughs> I am good. I'm also very tired. I should be tired for working out, but I, that is not what's happening. Um, it's probably more from drinking and being stressed <laughs> about Aww. work. So Yeah. Okay, so stressed I'm about good. work. Mentally good. I'm very good. Well, that's good that you're good, but you're stressed about work. And when you say work, you work for vote vets. And obviously the Republicans have just uh, fucked us over again. Although before we get into all of the dismal, awful shit that the Republicans are doing, I did see a picture that you met Charlotte Clymer. So that looked like it was a fun day. I did. Well, we were there for, yeah, the Veterans Healthcare um, Presser, which we had several members of Congress, including I got to meet Nancy Pelosi, which was awesome. like a bucket list moment. Yeah, I got to meet her once. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but also Charlotte was there and I got to give her a big hug yeah. and take a selfie. And it was it was great. That's yeah, really she's great. cool. I've never I mean, I've only done. Let me try to think. I haven't met too many people. I mean, other than like the Stephanie Miller shows, and then I've done a couple of speeches myself. And you know what? I was so excited because um, now, of course, his name is escaping me, but he is a senator. Right now, he's a senator in Maryland. He's got blonde hair. Do you know who I'm talking about? Why can't, see, I can't think of anything today because my brain died. But um, I, I can't think of he's it either. Awesome. He's awesome. He's fucking awesome. And I was so excited because when we were inviting people, we invited him and there was a possibility that he was going to come. I'll think of his name in a minute, but actually I should just look it up. I know Ben Cardin is retiring now, but I'm going to tell you a funny story about Ben Cardin before we get into <laughs> it. Um, I'm going to say Maryland senators. Okay, so back in 20, I think it was like 20... 13 I was writing I've told the story before but fuck it I'm telling it again I've, I was writing articles about any Democrat who would not support just uh, putting their name on not a vote putting their name on a resolution for the Equal Rights Amendment and so Mark Warner wouldn't do it in Virginia and so I decided to write about him now I did this with other um, 
senators and representatives. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes just the threat of writing something got them. To, I mean, it was just a fucking support. That's all it was. It was I support the ERA, and or you know, it was like to remove the deadline or whatever it was. And um, so I wrote like Warner. I told his office, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this is what I'm gonna write. Here it is. If you don't give me an answer, you don't tell me why you're not going to sign it, I'm putting this blog post out. And I had a huge reach at the time. So he never got back to me. And it wasn't him. I was dealing with his chief of staff. And it comes out, and it was not favorable. (laughs) And, uh, oh, my God, it was so funny. I heard that Ben Cardin called this woman, who I won't say who it is, because she's the one who told me, he, and he's like, who is this Kimberly Johnson? And, you know, and what does she, what does she know about? And it's so funny because I was like doing this in my bedroom, in my robe, <laughs> you know, it's like go, <laughs> going after senators for not supporting. And it's like, you call yourself a Democrat and you're not supporting. No, I'm going to go after you. I did stop and I didn't do anything in 2014 because that was an election year. It didn't matter. Dems lost anyway, but still I did not go after Dems then, but that's what, you know, I'm so grateful for Ben Cardin because he's always been, extremely um he's behind the resolution at least one of them Uh, i mean not one of them on the senator side so i adore him and i think he's wonderful but it's like i know i pissed him off because i went after uh the democrats who weren't supporting it so there you go let's see um i want to see if i can apologize if you hear dogs barking no no never (laughs) apologize it's chris van holland that's who i was trying to think of chris van holland which dog is that barking that is Cooper. Hi, Jolene's Cooper. still like drugged out from her vet visit this morning. Aww. <laughs> I don't mind the animals. I love the animals. Okay, so let's talk about the Republicans and the fact that they cut veterans care. <laughs> so and fact, not only that, they're holding our, our economy. They're, well, they're balancing. Basically, they're trying to like make a 22% cut across the board. And their big line is saying like, there's nowhere in the bill where we're talking about veterans. So you're just lying. And I'm like, this literally affects every program that has to do with veterans. So I don't understand how you can say it has something to do with veterans. So yeah, like top line in section 201, page 15 of their budget, you can see where like there was um, money that went to the VA through the American Rescue Plan. Is that what it's called? American Rescue Plan? No, I think so. And um, there's extra money. And so what one of that section of their budget bill resends that money, it takes it back. So anything wow. unused, yeah. they, they want to take back from the VA. They literally mm-hmm. want to take back money from veterans. Um, that makes me and then there's also all the programs that veterans utilize, right. you know, yeah. Medicaid, SNAP, like everything that, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous for yeah. them to say this doesn't have anything to do with veterans. It's like every issue is a veterans issue, first of all. Right. Because yeah. like veterans are of all walks of life everywhere. Yes. So to say that like this won't affect veterans is absolutely ridiculous, let alone the fact that it specifically affects veterans and veterans' health care. <laughs> well, and that's what Republicans are so good at. I mean, it's we're, we're at the point where, and I mean, I can't imagine it's going to get any better. It's just going to continue to devolve. But I mean, they're, they're getting so bad that they're saying, it's like, yeah, they write a bill that affects veterans, and they're like, no, this doesn't affect veterans. And I'm assuming that it's just because there are, I mean, there are people being interviewed right now who think that Biden is dead and that his <laughs> brother is playing him with a rubber mask. 
Um, Wait, what? No, I'm not kidding. Or, or I, like, okay, let me, I'm, I'm mixing two of them up. But there was the, the first one that I saw. I don't. I'm surprised you didn't see it. It was a viral video, going around. I think it was on Saturday. They were talking to this MAGA dude, and I don't remember who he thought Joe Biden was. But um, maybe, maybe it was Hunter. I don't. I don't know. He thought it was somebody um, else, literally wearing a rubber mask. And so, of course, the, this same person is. A, they're all Q people. And, and here's the thing, though. I mean, going back to what I was saying is the Republicans understand that their base, if, if they hear from a senator or any Republican, this bill doesn't have anything to do with veterans, that's all they're going to hear, even if they're a veteran themselves. They're, that's all they're going to hear, and they're going to run with it because they have literally been brainwashed. It's mass delusion in this country, and it's just it's getting increasingly more difficult for me to even want to pay attention that doesn't mean i don't want to pay attention it just means it's getting harder for me to pay attention because it's getting i mean we get our wins and everything here and there but i mean are you having this like how are you feeling are you feeling rage all the time are you because i just want to shut down yeah i think i just ignore the noise that's on the extreme right which is slowly creeping into mainstream right Mm -hmm. um and i just want to reach out to people that are like saying like conservatives, okay, say like my parents who who always voted Republican, but now they're like, we're, we're voting for Biden, we're voting for Democrats. Cause like, so I think that we just need to drown out the noise with yeah. the sane people and reach the people who we can reach. Yeah. And I think it's, people get frustrated cause we say like when, with a lot of messaging that the White House uses or a lot of organizations use, they say extreme Republicans or MAGA Republicans. And there's a reason for that mm-hmm. because we are still trying to reach the people that we mm-hmm. can reach. Mm-hmm. So if we yeah. label all, all Republicans, then it's like, it's, it's frustrating because yeah, I, yeah. I, I tend to want to put everybody under the same umbrella. If you're a Republican, then you're voting for this nonsense. Right. But at the same time, we still need to reach who we can reach and work who we can work with, who we can work with to get stuff done. So it's 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 frustrating. It is. I mean, and, but, and yeah, yeah, and I see how it can be alienating. Because, but you're right, because the Republicans who may not be as extreme are going along with the extremists. So they're complicit and they're basically just making it possible for the extremists to succeed. So therefore, I mean, I guess you could you could blank them all. But if there is anybody salvageable, which not many, but there's a few always. There's always a few. Yeah, I mean, there's your like Murkowski and Collins, and mm-hmm. as much as <laughs> Collins drives me crazy, <laughs> there are the ones that you can work with. There, are, yeah. there are even like we had like Adam Kinzinger in, mm-hmm. in in the house. He's not there anymore, but like there are those who might see the light of day if presented with the correct case but the fact that 217 republicans just voted against mm-hmm. veterans and what's funny is the ones that didn't were like andy biggs and matt gates and i can guarantee you it was because they the cuts weren't large enough wow. <laughs> they probably were pissed off that we didn't do enough right, not, yeah, um, do more, right? yeah otherwise it probably would have been unanimous um yeah, that's where I get, I do get frustrated because I'm like I made a list on on Twitter basically being anti-veteran Republicans because anyone who voted for that bill was against veterans. I mean, and there's you know what's frustrating is there are like 63 Republican veterans in the house. Wow, wow, that's yes. so shameful. But they don't feel shame. So, oh my God, how do you have it? Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, that they voted against veteran benefits. It's like wow. Ah. Uh, it's 
Yeah, like I, I, I tweeted, I was like, what happened to leave no one behind? Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. you know, it's so weird because, I mean, this is, you know, I, I had to unfollow and I did that thing where I made her unfollow me, Louise Mensch. Not that I was ever like this big fan of Louise Mensch, but she had followed me, I don't know when, it was 2017 or something like that. And I followed her back and I pretty much ignored her. Um, but occasionally, you know, she'd either engage with me or I'd see her. Or maybe I would like something she said because I did agree with it. But um, I had said something about the Republican Party has basically Nazi ideology. Now, I didn't say they are putting people in ovens because they're not. But they do have the ideology that led to the ovens. And I don't think we're going to get to that place in our country. I think death would come differently, just like it did with fucking COVID. Um, there are other ways to, you know, and, and with the Republican Party, it's not just about, oh, let's kill a lot, a lot of people. They're not doing that right now. But what they are trying to do is they're using the same political ideology as the Nazis and they want to make it impossible for young people and women and, well, specifically young people and people of color to vote. And, okay, granted, that's not as bad as, you know, sending people to be murdered, but it, it started somewhere. You know, it didn't start off with people being murdered. It started off with a political ideology. And so, of course, um, men. Yeah. Yeah. I'm men- sorry. I, no, like I just, I remember the movie The Pianist with um, yes. The Pianist. I have to say that slowly. <laughs> the Pianist. So people don't think I'm like some pervy person, but like, uh, that it kind of showed that. It kind mm-hmm. of showed that like it started out where it was like, oh, now this was, this is this is going to blow over. This is no yeah. big deal. This is just people spouting their mouths off. Right. And then it was just more and more and more and more. And then there were people were cordoned off and then people were sent to death camps. And then it was more and more. I Like, do I think we're going to get there? No. Right. I don't but, either. Like, but, like but, you're but, saying, yeah. it, it, there are signs. Like, I'm look, I look at Florida. Mm-hmm. And how they're targeting, you know, the the gay, the LGBT community really specifically. And then now we have Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that if you're not a birth mother or you're not oh a God. you're not a mother. Oh my God! Like saying stuff like that to like to so basically, if like you're in a lesbian couple and you weren't the birth mother, then you're not the mother. So I have friends who are heterosexual and heterosexual relationships who've had to use an egg donor and a surrogate. And to have their child, are you going to yeah. tell me that that, right. that my friend is not their child's mother? Exactly. Like it's 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 remarkable. Yeah, and that's the thing. It continues to escalate, just as the political ideology did in Nazi Germany. It escalates and escalates. I, I I'm with you in that. I don't see what happened in Germany happening here. I mean, I hope I'm not being naive. I hope I'm not, you know, fooling myself into something. Um, but at this, you know, I mean, I think we're in a different time. And I think there are, I don't know, I don't know about mechanisms, but I do think like, for instance, young people growing up in a free country, although it's not been free to everybody, but still the idea that we lived in a free country and then finding out, oh, wait a minute, it's totally different than, um, and, and I'm not, I, I, you know, the, the politics of Germany prior to the Nazis, I, I don't know enough about to speak on, so I, I'm not going to do that. But I do think that because it's 2023 because you know america has supposedly been i mean it's been free but <laughs> free with some asterisks um it's hard you know i mean because i lived in russia i saw soviet russia i saw communism and i didn't ever think 
that America would turn into Soviet Russia. Um, you know, when I found out how much Vladimir Putin had to do with rigging that 2016 election. But I did fear, you know, it may not become Soviet Russia, but it could very easily become modern day Russia in a very quick, it, it wouldn't take long. You know, it's like people, people don't really realize, I don't think, especially Americans who are extremely entitled and privileged in so many ways. Like we don't understand how quickly things could turn, but look how quickly things turned. Really, Trump, you could take Trump, but let's just go back to 2012, which is 10 years ago, 13 years ago. I mean, we had Obama was president and well, in 2012, that's when he lost the uh what did, what did he lose first senate or the house i don't remember he lost the house in 2010 okay so there was um, the senate. i think we held the senate until 2012 okay there you go so so yeah i mean it's difficult i know for people to imagine that things would change so much but look how much our country has changed in the last decade it's got it's really and and here i thought you know when Barack Obama was fucking elected and the world was dancing in the streets, I mean, I just figured we would continue down yeah. this progressive road, even though obviously the Republicans would always be there and they would keep us from getting too far or whatever. But, but boy, I mean, it, the, the backlash of having a black president has really shown the true colors. <laughs> no oh, absolutely. I remember in 2009, I was in Australia and I was on some tourist thing and they were like, okay. And it was like people from all around the world. And they were like doing a group shot and they were like, on three, everyone say Obama. <laughs> oh, wow. And yeah. So like Obama was popular worldwide. Everybody yeah. loved him. Everybody was like, thank God America is finally seen right now after eight years of George W. Bush yeah. <laughs> um, and Dick Cheney. And then, um, yeah, and then we have what we have now. And I think there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation and a lot of ways to get it. A lot of ways like via the internet or via social media, um, not just even Fox News. It used to be just Fox News. But I got in an argument the other day. I was sitting at a bar, which is never a good time to get into an argument. <laughs> but um, this guy, I just, he caught my ear. Was He said something wrong like he said he said wrong information about rosa deloro and i'm in her district so i take this very personally and i did i had just met her so i was like okay i was like so i i happened to look over i didn't engage him i didn't talk to him but he he was like what and i was like oh well i just heard you say that and i don't understand why and i started going off and i was kind of a bit of a jerk to him because he was <laughs> saying something about um rosa deloro wanted women crash test dummies and he had like this issue. He's like, oh, she's calling it gender equality. I'm like, well, yeah, don't we want female size crash test dummies to make sure that our cars are as safe as they can possibly be? He's like, oh, yeah, well, we already have crash test dummies. I'm like, well, I go, you seem like a small man. Like, you're the size of a woman. Like, you would, you would, you, you would probably benefit from this. And like, that's, that's where I feel I crossed the line. But <laughs> that's where my, my Manhattan kicked in and I had no filter. But he ended up he he ended up leaving, and his wife was actually very lovely, and we just disagreed. And he was just spewing Fox News talking points left and right. And then he started talking about bo the border, and oh I was like, God. "Well, if you like border security, you must be really mad at Republicans and their budget recently that slashed that slashed border security." And he was like, "What?" And then he's like, and then he got up and he left, and I was like, "That's what I thought." Yeah, 
<laughs> oh my god i love it when you're like that that's so awesome <laughs> yeah i get a couple drinks in me oh my god it's not it's it's good and it's bad no it's good because Aaron, you are erin erin my spouse she was like she was so embarrassed <laughs> she was like oh god here she goes no i would have been like woo go right yeah right my friends would have but my my wife not so much <laughs> well and you are always such a, a delightful and polite person so it's nice I mean, I, I, I mean, I just remembered, I think I said this on my, um, on, I said it on Twitter, but cause I remembered it the other night that I used to do this, but I said it on my patrons only show. I was sitting on the couch and it just occurred to me, I, oh my God, sometimes I could be such a bitch. But when I was out and of course alcohol was involved, but it didn't necessarily need alcohol. Cause I'm also just naturally sarcastic. But if I was out in a bar, <laughs> and some guy was hitting on me and I wasn't interested and giving him all the cues. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And he wouldn't leave me alone. I would just turn around and I'd look at him. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't speak English. And then they would be like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't speak English. I don't know what you're talking about. And I would just keep doing that until they finally got the hint and would go away. So yeah, I've just, that's I, hilarious. I, I, love I need to use sorry. that. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. The other thing that I did, oh my god, my girlfriend and I were at a bar, and some guy was hitting on us, and we didn't want to have anything to do with him, and so we like we leave, and I was in my car, and my window was down, and I was it was, the, we were at the Formosa, but anyway, so we were at a light, and this guy comes running out of the bar and he comes up to my car. And so I just, he's talking to us. And so I just rolled up my window and I turned up the music very loud. And I was pointing to my ear and mouthing, I can't hear you. <laughs> my girlfriend was laughing so hard and we drove away. Yeah, I can be a bitch, but um, anyway. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, so um, that's awesome, though, that you said that to him. But they, that's, that's the whole thing. Whenever you hit them with truth, they just give up and leave. They either, yeah, they leave or like they just start, they'll, they'll pivot to something else. Like right. they were talking about crash test dummies and all of a sudden he's talking about border security. <laughs> and, and then I, I laid down the facts for that. I'm like, oh, you picked a debate with the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I deal with policy all day, every day. So good luck. <laughs> We have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I don't know if you saw this article that just came out in Politico, but um, I'm just going to read the first paragraph. Leonard Leo, who helped choose judicial, judicial nominees for Trump, uh, obtained a historic 1.6 billion gift for his conservative legal work via an introduction through the Federalist Society, whose tax status forbids political activism. So I don't know if you know a lot about Leonard Leo. I was just introduced to him because of Greg Oliar. He had written about him, and I—I I mean, I'm not like Greg. I don't—I don't have it all memorized. All I know is that Leonard Leo is a very, very bad man. And he is basically picking our, you know, Supreme Court judges on the right and all of this. I'm wondering what you're thinking, because I think, who was it? Was it Washahat Ali, I think, said, you know, Democrats really need to start 
consider, you know, seriously considering expanding the court, which I agree. I don't know what we could do at this point. I don't even know how the court would be expanded. Maybe you do. But I don't know that I think Biden has said that he won't or at least he's not interested in it. And the way I look at this is he could be just kind of bluffing. And then if he gets reelected, he'll do it. I don't know, though. Maybe he won't because he's kind of a traditional dude. And um, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on this whole this whole Supreme Court well, thing is very upsetting. Yeah. Well, we know that like that the, the Federal Society and Republicans stacked the courts in their yes. favor. And that's why we lost abortion rights and all that. Yeah. Um, historically, over the course of our nation, we have expanded the court. So it's not unconstitutional to do so. I mm-hmm. mean, it can be looked upon in a in an optics way as like, oh, Democrats want to stack the courts. Yeah. But it's like it's also not unheard of, especially mm-hmm. when you you consider how our population has grown and all this. And I don't know. I I feel like I'm in favor of it. But if I were on the other side, I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I would be. Yeah. But it, it's very frustrating because you've seen how they stack the courts, how they push through Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. That that one, I wasn't happy about. What's his face? The Gorsuch? first one, Gorsuch. Yeah. I wasn't I, clearly not happy about Kavanaugh because mm-hmm. that one was weird because of the way Kennedy went right. out. Yeah. But then, like the way when RBG died, and then they just like shoved Amy Coney mm-hmm. Barrett through. I thought was just like, I'm like, holy shit! Trump was in four years and got three mm-hmm. lifetime appointed Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. That's it's just. Yeah. I know. And so I I am yeah. I personally am not against expanding the court because it's ju- it's justifiable and it's constitutional and it's I, I think I think necessary yeah and then there's the added um I, I don't know disappointment or it's it's like the, nobody there's no nobody looking over the supreme court nobody there's no regulation nobody no nothing it's just they they are the top word and if they break the law who holds them accountable I mean I know yeah. justices can be impeached and they have been in in the past. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but it has happened. But I mean, something is, vi- you know, that that's one of the things that really freaks me out, because like I, I look at what's happening with Donald Trump and with the Republicans. And I actually, as scary as it is, and I'm not diminishing any of it and don't get happy and all that, but I feel like they are on their last breaths, you know, of, of just trying to save this monster that they've created and you know people keep saying they don't learn and i mean i guess that's the of course they're not learning because they're not interested in governing they're uh, they want only to have total power and all the money that's all they want and so of course they're well, yeah, not they learning. don't care about governing and they don't care about the people they care about themselves and their own roles and their own power absolutely yeah, exactly i mean i guess you could say what learning could be is they could just straight up lie. I mean, kind of like what they're doing with this bill saying, oh, it doesn't affect veterans at all. Like going and putting forth legislation or whatever that's damning. And I think they could get away with it for a little while. I think eventually people realize, hey, wait a minute, I've been screwed over. But initially, um, I think people might, you know, the MAGA crowd or the Republican crowd might fall for some of these I don't even know, you know, if if the Republican Party is trying to pull something over them, I think they might be able to succeed for a brief period of time, but not in the long run. But they don't even need the long run. You know, I was going to say, like, as far as like the debt, say they need to, we need to increase the debt ceiling, which we did three times Mm -hmm. under Trump. Um, 
to pay our bills. We need yeah. to pay our bills. We need to make sure things are getting paid. We need to make sure our troops are getting paid. We need to make sure our benefits are going out. We need to make sure everything is open and our gold star families are getting their ben- survivor benefits. We need to make sure all of this is happening. The fact that the Republicans attached the appropriations bill, the, the budget bill to the debt ceiling. It's like, you just pass the clean debt ceiling mm-hmm. and then we can work on the budget. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to get what they want. And what they're doing is they're attaching it to the budget so that Democrats vote no. And then they can send it to the Senate where there's, and then they can say that it's debt. It's the Democrats fault that we're not raising the debt limit. This is the Democrats fault that the government will shut down. They're trying to pin it on us when mm-hmm. it's in fact, of course, their slimy, awful tactics that are making it impossible for us to ever vote for it because it's so horrible. We are never going to vote against veterans benefits. We are never going to vote about a 22% cut across the board. That's ridiculous. They're doing it so on purpose and it's never going to pass the Senate. What's more likely to happen is that the Senate puts forth a clean um, debt ceiling limit. Um, like they're going to raise it and then that, and then that'll go back to the house and then we'll see what happens. But it's just it's i hate this it's just so like you don't like veterans should never be like you don't balance the budget on the backs of veterans no we owe veterans and people who serve our country absolutely everything if it were my in my perfect world we give we would give veterans medicare we would just they would come home from service and they would go on medicare Mm -hmm. like automatically they will always be covered Mm -hmm. like no doubt about it so um yeah, we all we don't. Yeah, it, it's back. It's my, I grind my gears. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and the thing that concerns me is that when I go going back to what I say, they don't learn. I mean, they're not learning, and that they're they're doubling down on all the things that basically cost them um, in 2020 and in 2022. But I think the way that they would learn, because I mean, the way they should learn is, oh, maybe we should start caring about our constituents and giving them things and making them happy and giving them better lives. But no, they're never going to learn that. What I would assume and what scares me is that they would learn how to successfully bullshit and and fool people. I mean, they're doing that to a degree, but you, you, you just can't treat people the way that they treat people and they yeah they rely on wedge issues they completely rely on wedge issues like it was abortion for long so long but now they're winning that battle yeah so they've pivoted they've pivoted back Mm -hmm. to gay rights and now they're going after trans people like crazy but they're they're still going Going after after drag queens they're performers i know like it's that oh i can't even (laughs) like they just they're trying to find anything and be like oh they're gonna groom our children what to be fabulous you're worried about that (laughs) they're gonna groom our children to be fabulous (laughs) it's so true um, I know, but I mean, I, they're I still can't. going crazy though on the abortion stuff because they haven't completely pivoted away from it. Um, you know, I think DeSantis is trying to make people prove they were raped if they got pregnant, and so they're getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm just hoping that um, that, like, that's where I can deal with it because what I see them doing is sabotaging their own efforts but when I look at the Supreme Court and I look at the fact that nobody's policing the Supreme Court and these people are just doing whatever the fuck they want and the right wing side of the Supreme Court is taking advantage of all of that that is very concerning for me because it's like all right, we could win elections and things like that but you have the Supreme Court making these decisions about gay marriage about abortion about all these things that affect our lives and 
that's what's kind of freaking me out. And it's making, it's literally making me feel like I can't deal with this shit. And I just want to say, because I know every once in a while I see somebody on Twitter going, I can't deal with this and I have to leave. And I'm like, no, just take a rest. Of course, I'm not going to leave politics. I don't think I could. It's just, even if I never did a podcast or anything like that, I would always still have to have a voice. I would, even if I had a hundred followers, I would still have to tweet shit and say things and, you know, do what I can in order to, I don't know, be part of the solution as opposed to saying nothing, which I believe is part of the problem. But so I just want, I don't want people to think I'm like, but, but it's like, it burns me out. It's making me exhausted. It's making me feel, yeah, yeah. it's, it's really hard to, st- so let me just ask you, what do you do? I know you're trying to say something, say something. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to be like, I don't get, I, I can't be just, I can't sit back and do nothing, obviously. Yeah. But what I was trying to say, what I do, yes. because I'm, I'm in it, I'm in the fight every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally work with like friends on or modern family on in the background <laughs> and, I, and I rotate through and it's like this white noise to me because mm-hmm. I'll try to watch a more serious show and it like it'll bring me down yeah. and I'll be like in this worse place than I was so I try to like this is just personally what I do That's I have this happy idea. white no- noise on behind me as I'm working <laughs> and it kind of like balances it to a degree and yeah, that's, that that's what helps me and then yeah. I, and then I will take breaks like I'll go for yeah. walks or I'll play with my dogs or something like that and that way I, I can stay in the fight otherwise if it was just if I had the news on all day and then I'm also working all day and then I'm right. like not doing anything like I, I would I would completely burn out yeah well that's one of the things that's you know I mean I last week I started um for those of you who I think I don't know I guess everybody at this point knows that I'm going to be a maid of honor excuse me maid of honor and um it's not my f- I had to put a dress on and it was like, you know there's always the uh story of the dresses now the dress that I put on isn't an ugly dress it's just that my body is not what I'm used to and it was horrifying and it was triggering to me and it was awful so I like okay I am I've got four months and I have been trying to lose weight for five years but the thing that I have not done is what I refer to as hardcoring it I just haven't hardcored it. I might hardcore it for a week and then I give up. I won't stop giving. I, I won't give up now because I saw what that dress looked like on me and it was like, oh my God. So, um, <laughs> but the, the benefit of doing that is how I'm doing this is throughout the day because I have a sedentary lifestyle, right? I work online and I'm always sitting. I'm always sitting. I'm always sitting. So, you know, I'm prior to, putting on this dress I'd maybe work out four times a week if I was really diligent for about 45 minutes that's just not enough when you're sedentary it's just not and when you're almost 55 so I've been moving and I put music on and I actually have been having a lot of fun I said this I I don't know I, I I recorded three patrons only shows today because I'm so fucking out of it and I don't remember if the one that I actually am going to post had this but <laughs> I have a cousin who I don't like he's a Republican and he's a fucking dick and so um, I was, I don't know if you're familiar with the song The Future by uh, Leonard Cohen, but it's pretty bleak. The lyrics are pretty bleak, although I love that song. So I was like, so what I do is I put my headphones on and I listen to it really loud and I dance around and I move. But I like imagine myself at the wedding and singing the song to him and like pointing at him and being really crude. And it was just and like making crude movements and just cracking myself up. So that's one of the things that I do to try to keep myself from going completely crazy in this uh, in this world. But I just want to ask you, side note, side note, have you seen the show Shrinking? 
I feel like I watched like a part of the first episode, but I might I highly recommend it with show. Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. <laughs> Um, it's it's so good. It's so funny. Harrison Ford is actually really good in it. I I highly recommend because the first episode was good, but it keeps getting better. So, what you know, if if you stopped watching it because you're like, eh, it's not that great, I promise it gets better. It it's turned out to be one of my favorite shows, and it's only fucking ten episodes right now. So, they need to uh, hurry up and start making more. <laughs> anyway. I'll check it out for sure. I really loved it. Um, That's, so I mean, bobs. for me too, I like, what I do is like, I need to work out more clearly. I have, we have a Peloton. I don't really use it. I had to buy like the seat that didn't hurt my ass. Um, so I can sit on it for like an extended amount of time. Cause I don't, I don't do the up down all yeah. that crazy shit. Like that isn't me. I'll like just sit and like, I use it like an exercise cycle. Um, right. Like back from like the, the like the eighties. Um, but like, I also, um, besides walking my dog, I, I bought, my wife works from home too. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a saxophone player and part of my stress relief was always to play my saxophone, yeah. you know, for a little bit of every day or, you know, mostly most every day. Mm-hmm. Haven't been able to play. So I bought myself a digital saxophone that I can actually yeah. plug headphones into and play whenever I want. And that has made a world of difference. Oh, Cause wow. I think it's also the breathing. Yeah. Like it's controlled breathing yeah. when you're doing it. So yeah, that that's. I wish I had like a creative outlet like that. I don't really have one. Um, I just don't. I'm not. I'm not musical, and I just can't write right now. I like. I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And now I'm like, I just can't. I, I imagine I'll get back to it because I feel like, I feel like there's a. I have a book in me, and it's kind of a stolen idea. Not. I, I'm going to take that back. It's not a stolen idea. It's an inspired idea. There, there's somebody who I used to know, and this person he's a real creeper I, I i met him through social media and he was gonna write this book i don't know what the book is about he sent it to me i pretended to read it but um it wasn't very good it, but i liked what he was trying to do and then i have this idea where i would take a key thing from what he did which i'm not going to get into because you know i don't want to spoil or not not spoil i don't want to give away the idea but um and apply it to the story that I would write, but the story would be about him. And um, he, and the reason I don't want to write it is because he, I would turn him into a serial killer. And I just, I'm terrified of what will happen because I can go fucking dark. I can think of the most dark things. And I just don't know if I want to go there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, no, I do. Because I have the same kind of like very... Sinister. I mean, I, I could not go. That I, I could. I could do be things shocking. myself, but I can. Like, I can right. imagine. Yeah. 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 I, I the things. That, you know, it's funny because my mother, she writes psychological thrillers, and like she couldn't in the movie. Um, oh God. Uh, what is that movie? Start. Doesn't it start with an R? With Mr. Pink when he cuts the ear off. What's that movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? When he cut, he cuts his ear off, and it's that scene stuck in the middle with you. Fuck. What is the name of that movie? Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Um, oh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yes, Reservoir Dogs. So, my mother cannot watch the scene. You know, the ear scene when he goes to cut that guy's ear off. But oh my god, she can't watch something like that. Right? It drives her crazy. It she cringes, freaks out. But the things that she writes in her own horror books, it's like <laughs> it's way worse than what you. And and I laugh at her. It's like. I, I'm like, you can't watch that scene, but what you, and she's like, I know I can write much worse 
but I can't watch it. Now, I can watch, the only thing I can't watch is torture. I don't like torture. Um, no. And I also, I don't like yeah. a lot of fighting. I don't like people, I don't like watching the fighting. I, I, I'm not entertained by that at all. But I do enjoy a good, like, I love Silence of the Lambs. I love movies like that. Um, what but, freaks my wife out is when I watch something or even like a Dateline or something like that. And I'll, and I make all these comments about how they should have better displayed the evidence. <laughs> and she's like, whoa. <laughs> And you're just like, such a sweetheart. You're such a sweetheart. Yeah. So it's extra funny coming from you. <laughs> How they could have better murdered somebody or whatever. <laughs> I know. I watched way too much Dexter. But... Oh my god! But see, I love Dexter too. But yeah, I mean, it's like I have I have this idea in my head, and I I don't have that creative outlet uh, outlet or whatever. That same kind. But I mean, listening to music has. Re- I had this really crazy thing happen to me uh, recently, and I won't really get into it. But it it was a positive, and. So I started thinking about all these people in my life um, that I've known over the years. Some I don't know anymore. Some I do. But I was having so much fun because what I was doing was listening to music, you know, that was very popular in those times of my life. So, like, I remember I Try by Macy Gray. That was a big deal. And I was listening to that oh, the yeah. other day. And it's like, God, that's such a good song. I always liked it. And then I haven't I heard, heard it. I heard it live. And it's so good. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I really like that song. And, you know, I mean, there's the water. I don't know if you're familiar with the water boys, but I love the water boys. I was listening to them. And it's just like, it's so amazing how music can transport you back into a time. Anyway, I need to get off the subject. But yeah, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, the other thing I kind of want to talk about this because it's bothering me. And I just I want to preface it with number one, um, Bob has talked some, you know, on his show about Twitter and occasionally he gets people criticizing him for talking about Twitter. And so on Friday, he kind of voiced his, I don't know, grievance. And, and, and I'm with him on this because I get that not everybody is on Twitter. And I get that, you know, for for somebody who has a job that's not related to politics, if you are on Twitter, Twitter's not the biggest thing in your life. And that's totally understandable. But, I mean, there are a lot of people who have jobs that have nothing to do with politics who are fully, you know, with political Twitter. They are, you know, addicted to it, and that's where they get their news and all that stuff. But when you're like us, Twitter's huge. And it's not just that it's for people like us, but, I mean, every important person in the world is on Twitter. Every political leader, all of the big newspapers. So... While it's understandable that Twitter is not necessarily the most important thing to each and every person out there, Twitter is a very important part of the zeitgeist and important part of how we get information. And the fact that it's going to shit, and I don't know if you're experiencing this, but are you seeing the rapid decline? Because I'm seeing a rapid decline. Well, it's it's affected how I do my job because I work in, I do social media. So me too. Like what's really frustrating is I have Twitter blue. I do have Twitter blue. Um, I had it before Elon even took over because yeah. it allows for better analytics and better and longer videos. So especially right. on on platforms like for vets where we'll have a veteran do like we'll speak to the camera for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to have that capability anyway. Yeah. Now that I've prefaced the fact that why I have Twitter blue. <laughs> um, it has affected it because you go, I used to be able to, um, 
see who was verified and see who Mm -hmm. was retweeting different things and being able to reach out to different people. And it's definitely affected how I'm able to do my work. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope it gets better. I hope, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I am starting to think about how I might have to pivot to other, um, other channels like Instagram is really popular, obviously with, um, and the real yeah. and TikTok and especially TikTok going then up to the, the, the next election. Right. And my worry is Republicans are really trying to go after TikTok. And, and then they'll say it's because of security right. and data and all this, which is bullshit is. because um, there's like a, like US TikTok, it has a firewall up and it's like, I am not actually worried about my data because they, your data is literally shared with like everything you ever visit ever. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's like they, but they are I, singling it yeah. out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, like, I think they're going after it because the younger generation uses it and it's going to yep. be a way to reach out to younger voters. And they're very worried that that's going to affect the outcome of the election. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is, okay, I mean, look, I, everybody here knows that I like Spoutable. It is not fully functional yet like Twitter is, um, although they are, he's releasing threads tom- on, yeah, tomorrow. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but it looks great because it's it's going to, you're going to have seven minutes to edit each individual part of that thread. If you delete the top tweet, the whole thread deletes, and it's also threaded for you. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's nice. Is yeah. there an app yet? No, it's cu- it's coming after the thread. Um, I've been okay. talking to Boozy personally. I'm not gonna ex- I'm not gonna say some of the things that I know, but I, what I will say is that he is fully prepared for everything that's happening. But what I'm seeing here, and this is what's bothering me, um, I'm seeing political. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, political writers, journalists, and stuff, who are over at Blue Sky, and they're bagging on Spoutable, and I don't know why. Because it's it's one thing like uh, the reason I would bag on Blue Sky and I, and I hope that I'm not forced to join it because everybody is there. The reason I don't want to go to Blue Sky is because it's fucking Jack Dorsey, and while Twitter was okay, it was okay before the whole fucking Elon Musk thing. It wasn't perfect. There were some, you know, it was basically a fun and great website, but for some people and in some instances targeted harassment was allowed um you know like there was a there was a thing where ted cruz said this specific thing and my mother said the very specific thing right back to him and she was kicked off of twitter for a week and he wasn't so you know i mean it it, that's how it was right we all know how twitter was we all know that it wasn't perfect but it was pretty good um so if it was just that right i'd be like sure let's go to jack dorsey's site but number one, Jack Dorsey sold it. Then they pressured Elon into buying it when he wanted to back out. And now this is not a, um, there's an article going around about it. If, if, you know, go ahead and Google it if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. But there's an article about how Twitter, I'm sorry, Blue Sky is not a competitor to Twitter. It is, he, he, the two of them are collaborating. I am not going to trust Jack Dorsey that I'm going to, you know, I really don't trust him. If I go, if, I, if I'm forced because I am a social media person too. So we would be forced to go where everybody is. And you build, you you take all these years and all this blood, you know, somebody like me, I'm not going to get a million followers. So I'm almost at 90. And of course I'm losing followers on Twitter, but it took a long fucking time for me to get there. 
And so you put all this effort into something and then, you know, then it's sold to a fucking madman. How, how I don't trust Jack Dorsey. And so this is what I find to be extremely weird, that these journalists are bagging on Spoutable. Why? Why? It's, Spoutable isn't up to Twitter yet, but it's new. It just fucking came out in February. And so it's just going to take a little time. And the new features are added all the time, but it's like, it just, it seems very weird to me because it's not, it's not blue sky people. It's journalists. It's two of them. And I'm not going to name them. I got into a fight with one of them this morning and he, you know, I'm looking at the comments that he's getting and people are like, dude, what's your fucking problem? What he's picking on Christopher Boozy. And I just, I don't understand this. And again, for all of you who are saying, oh, this is just all, um, Stupid. No, social media is the reason I have a fucking podcast. Social media is the reason I know you. Social media has taught me about politics. It's also not helping our civilization because people don't know how to handle it well. But I mean, there's a lot. Social media is a huge part of our life. So I don't, you know, it's, I think we're past the point where we can just say, oh, it's like a bathroom wall and, and call it a day. No, it isn't. It's way more, we, you know, fucking 2016 election was heavily influenced by social media. And Hillary Clinton lost because of the propaganda. And fucking Elon Musk is letting Russians buy blue checks so that they can have the reach. And it's, I don't know. It's just that is really fucking pissing me off. And I don't know what's going on with this weird. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like this weird animosity toward boozy from journalists. And it's like, what the fuck uh, yeah, are you I don't, you? I don't understand it. I'm definitely like, I'm, we're, like, I'm on, I'm on Spotable, but Beth is on Spotable. Um, I haven't had any issues with it whatsoever. I did notice on Twitter because we do have Twitter Blue, like it's it, our reach is it's better. We're mm-hmm. getting priority priority reach. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it just it's just upsetting. And I mean, I I don't like if like again if if Jack Dorsey hadn't basically sold his soul and Twitter to the devil and collaborated with him, it'd be like, come on, Blue Sky. You know, I just don't trust the dude. It's like Mark Zuckerberg. If Mark Zuckerberg said, here's a new Twitter, I wouldn't fucking trust him. And so I I don't know. It's extremely disappointing to me to see all these people flocking over there and acting like this is what's going to be. This is what's going to save us from Twitter. It's like, are you are you do you have amnesia? (laughs) Do you not understand? People are just overreacting, too, because it's like, okay, Twitter has always been shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's like just because you had like for, for like for a long time like there were so many arbitrary blue marks like blue mm-hmm. check marks like, like there were people that like deserved them or should have them mm-hmm. because you, it qualifies who they are and in and, and whatever industry they're in but then there were people who who like i had no like idea who they were they're just random folks who just happen to know somebody at right. twitter who had like exactly 200 200 followers so it was just it was kind of arbitrary mm-hmm. um and then they stopped so, and they stopped giving yeah. them out yeah so it, it's so it's so dumb. I just I just uh, that's the other thing. It's like it's so difficult for me because I watched and what's upsetting to me is you don't expect this from liberals, but liberals are doing it too. And I'm and I'm seeing these liberal people who are either attacking Christopher Boozy based on nothing, and I mean nothing. They keep coming back with the same bullshit that he spent eighty nine dollars on a Russian site or whatever, which he's he's already debunked that bullshit so many times. But, you know, they, they keep going after him for it. But it's it's just, you know, when COVID happened, the, I'm not, of course, not going to name names, but there are certain liberals that come to my mind and people that I know personally that were just like, oh, COVID's over. I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. And then they get COVID and then they don't care. And it's like, 
look, I might get COVID. I haven't gotten it yet, knock on wood. But I'm afraid because I'm afraid what if I get it and something happens to my, you know, whatever pre-existing condition I may not, I may not even know I have, um, COVID could help it along and make it happen faster. So I'm trying to avoid it. And I think, I think that if certain liberals would have treated this virus a little bit more seriously, maybe we would be in a better position. I don't know. I mean, the fact that the doctors don't have to wear masks anymore that's just so upsetting to me. I, I just feel like, see, when we get to places like that, I feel like, why even fucking bother? Why even bother? You know, it's like we're, we're screaming. I feel like I'm screaming into a void. And it's, it's hard for me. To, I'm having a hard time these days staying motivated and engaged. And it doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. It just means I feel like, well, so what? Whatever I say, because I'm going to lose. My fucking argument, which... I, I really try to be fair. I try to give people, I mean, and I think that there could be more than one tr- Twitter alternative. Maybe, blue, you know, okay, if everybody's going to fucking insist on Blue Sky, maybe it could be there's two versions of Twitter. Um, whatever. Although people are already getting bullied on fucking Blue Sky and it's only in beta mode. <laughs> whatever. It, 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 I, I mean, I, people get, we're getting bullied once, once, once they took off the blue checks, like all, everyone that lost their blue check was like, oh, no, we know who has blue check and who's playing for Twitter Blue. And like, they started just like being mean and bullying. And it's like, yeah, I have it. I have it for work. And yeah, that's, I mean, I could change my profile picture every day to make sure the check goes away. But then it's just like, like, I, don't, I just feel like it's just like, it's just being, it's very, very, very juvenile. Well, it is. And, and, and I, I feel like I, I understand why you're doing this and you're working. I mean, I haven't been asked to pay, so I'm not going to. Um, and I, you know, I just I feel like there are going to be alternatives coming out. But for the regular person who is just tweeting for shits and giggles, who pay Elon, I don't understand that. When when you you have a job to do and you're working for Vote Vets and you need to, like you said, you need videos that are a little longer. I, I understand that. I think it's bullshit that you're being forced to pay. They want organizations to pay, so oh, I just pay I, I for the standard blue blue check fee because I'm just like, fuck, okay, because that's my fuck you to Elon because Elon wants organizations to pay a thousand dollars a month. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's bullshit, <laughs> and it makes thousand. me angry that this is even happening at all, and it, it and and it makes me angry because people are going to pay because they need the reach, and when, like, my fear on this is if. If everybody just says, all right, well, I have to pay and I have to do this and then they all just stay here, you know, and it's like this is clear this. I don't think they're going to I don't think people are. I think Twitter is dying. I think it really is dying. I mean, you're seeing Mehdi Hassan talking about the fact that, you know, the quality of this site is is changing and it's, you know, of course, we've always had the, the trolls and stuff like that, but the trolls are now the ones with the fucking paid blue checks. So they've they've got their paid accounts where they get better reach and they swarm you and I don't have a check anymore I mean it's funny though you know what yesterday something happened and I don't understand you know it's clearly something is going on at Twitter but there was okay I I lost my verified batch right all of a sudden it's back yesterday I can see it but I have a Chrome account and I have a Safari account when I go to my Safari it's not there I can only see it on (laughs) I can't see it on my phone either and like Vincent D'Onofrio, and I know this because his mother just passed away, 
And so I went over to his page and he has a paid check too, as well as being a verified legacy. So he has two checks. <laughs> it's like, it's so, and that's what I'm seeing. Not everyone sees that, you know, and I was telling Bob and he's like, well, it's mine showing. I'm like, yes, yours is showing on your server. I don't know, you know, go to another server. You won't see it. So something's going on. And then when I was in the middle, I was like, because, you know, obviously I switch back and forth, just I'm sure as you do, for those who don't know. But as a social media manager, you know, like you, you're connected to the Vote Vets account. I'm connected to um, the MSW Media account and other accounts with MSW Media. And so you switch over while you're on Twitter. So I was on MSW Media doing my thing. And all of a sudden, the, the screen just kind of starts blinking and then I'm kicked off of Twitter altogether. So, so I have to sign back in. And I, I actually, I signed back in. And then I was no longer connected to MSW Media. So I had to connect. When I did that, it kicked me off again. And it kept kicking me off and kicking me off. And then, I don't know, for a time yesterday, it was trending that if you were on laptop, you were getting kicked off. So it wasn't just me. But they're, they're doing something on Twitter that's causing all these crazy-ass glitches. And I did get kicked off both bets yesterday, but I was able to log back in. Yeah. I mean, I logged back in, but it took me a little bit of time. So um, I just, so I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to, I had to go to the store. So I went to the store and I came back and everything was fine. But it was like, something is going on there. But I'm just so tired of, I don't want people to feel they have to pay Elon Musk. I don't want. No, you do not. No, not well, No, but I mean, I'm yeah. just, people feel like, oh, I got to pay if I want reach. And, and it sucks. It's not, it's bullshit. And so I, you know, it's like I would like for other sites to come along and replace this because it's really starting to piss me off. But anyway, I, I maybe we should end this show because I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> We're just the people are gonna be like they're just talking on a phone call. What's happening? <laughs> and but you know what, I really don't like Elon Musk, so I had to just get that out there. So, but you know, I always I this was a pretty lively conversation considering I'm ha like I'm feel brain dead. So <laughs> it's always good to talk to you. Um, Likewise, of course. Before I let you go, tell everyone where to find you. You can find me on most every social media platform at Sarah Woodwriter, S-A-R-A-H-W-O-D, writer, like writing things down. Um, and it's notable at Sarah Wood because I got it. I got Sarah Wood. Yes, um, and you're verified over there. I am verified over there, which is, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> and then I'm also, you can um, please follow um, Vote Vets doing a lot of important work. And that's at Vote Vets on like every channel there is imaginable. So. <laughs> <laughs> follow vote vets and of course i'm author kimberly on twitter kimberly johnson on spoutable and my books are on amazon i'm sure i'll be talking to you again very soon sarah thank you for coming on thanks for having me bye-bye